When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. listeners, I'm Earth Ranger Emma. Welcome to my ultimate guide to national parks. Now, as you may know, I'm taking a mandatory vacation for my health. And what's the most relaxing way to spend your vacation? Well, on a whirlwind trip through the national parks of North America, of course. Today, I'm taking you on a trip off the beaten path. And when I say off... I mean far off. We're in northern Manitoba at Wapusk National Park. It's one of Canada's most remote national parks. Not only am I here to explore, but I'm also here because of a message I received from Adelia, as in Adelia Goodwin, the world legendary conservationist who I met. Anyways, she told me to get in touch with someone called Nellie, who's a ranger here. So. I gotta keep an eye open for her. Hmm, I'll ask around. I'm sure someone's heard of her, because believe it or not, unlike other parks, this one is not a super popular destination in the summertime. Nope. Actually, if you wanna see the best of Wapusk, you come here in early spring. Why? Well, polar bears, that's why. In fact, the word Wapusk comes from the Cree language and it means white bear. If we were here in early spring, we'd see mamas and cubs emerging from their dens to enjoy the slightly warmer weather. Even at winter's official end, temperatures hover around zero degrees Celsius. That's um uh, 32 degrees Fahrenheit, with some days dipping well below zero. And that's spring. Can you imagine how cold it gets here in the winter? In December and January, the coldest months here, the temperature can easily reach a minus 30 degrees Celsius, negative 22 degrees Fahrenheit. But temperatures of minus 50, negative 58 degrees Fahrenheit, aren't unheard of. And then add the wind chill. This is how cold the wind or temperature feels on exposed skin. And you're looking at a potential low of minus 65 degrees Celsius, negative 85 degrees Fahrenheit. Oh. I can't even imagine being that cold. How on earth can animals survive in these cold temperatures without the protection of boots or mittens or snowsuits? Well, luckily they've got adaptations. Adaptations are traits that help living things survive in their environment. You know what? Let's look at some of the animals that call Wapusk home and see how they do it. We'll start with the most well-known of the Wapusk residents, the polar bear. 
Polar bears are built for life in the Arctic. <laughs> their adaptations include a four-inch thick layer of blubber and black skin under their double coat of translucent fur. <laughs> That's right, polar bear fur isn't white, it's clear. They also have fur on the bottoms of their feet, helping to keep all parts of this big bear toasty. But how do little creatures do it? Hmm? Have you ever heard of a lemming? Lemmings look a bit like Arctic guinea pigs, although they're smaller in size. They have short ears and short tails to keep too much heat from escaping from their bodies. They also have denser, thicker fur during the coldest winter months. Lemmings are especially important in this environment because they're a food source for larger animals. Finally, let's talk about caribou. <coughs> caribou are also known as reindeer depending on where in the world you're from and who you're talking to. Caribou have broad, flat hooves that allow them to walk on top of the snow. Think snowshoe hooves. And like the other creatures that live here, they have a dense, warm, double coat of fur. But we don't need to worry about freezing today. Summer in Wapuska is practically balmy. In June, July, and August, this place gets really vibrant as wildflowers bloom and colors fill the park. It can be challenging to navigate Wapuska this time of year because the ground gets really soggy and marshy, which is why we're avoiding the land altogether and heading on a boat. The boat will take us to the Churchill River Estuary, which is the place to be in the summertime. Earth Rangers! While I'm here at the dock waiting for my boat, let's play a round of Who Am I? We haven't played that in a while, so in case you forgot, here's how it goes. I'm going to play a sound, and you're going to have to guess what animal made that sound. Okay? Listen up and see if you can guess what animal is making this noise. Hmm, it's pretty chirpy, so... I mean, it could be A... A gerfalcon, B, a beluga, or C, maybe an arctic fox? Hmm, wanna hear it again? Okay, time to guess. If you said beluga, <laughs> you're a genius. the sweet beluga whale. Beluga whales are often called the canaries of the sea because of the songs they sing and the chirps they use to communicate. Belugas are easy to recognize because adults are pearly white and they have a big rounded forehead, which is appropriately called a melon, and they always look like they're smiling. In fact, their adorable grins suit their sociable personalities perfectly. These whales live in pods of up to 200 members. Hmm. Belugas are toothed whales, and they love to eat a varied diet, including uh, octopus, shrimp, crabs, and snails. Now, you may have guessed that belugas are the reason why I'm sitting here on this dock, and you'd be right. I'm heading out into the estuary to see if I can spot any of these wondrous whales. As a matter of fact, I think my boat just arrived. Let's go check. Yes, yeah, that's got to be it. 
It's a sleek and fast little boat called a Zodiac. Oh, and there's the captain, too. Um, hello! Ahoy! Uh, right, ahoy! Um, permission to come aboard, Captain? What? Oh, are you Ella? Uh, Emma. All right, <laughs> come on aboard. Thanks, Captain. You can call me Mike. Right. Okay, Mike. Um, so are we going to see any belugas today? That's the plan. Hmm. Oh, also, do you happen to know a ranger named Nellie? Nellie Perkins? Sure do. Why? Oh, oh, I'm supposed to meet her somewhere. Oh, yeah. Where? I don't know, actually. Hmm. Well, let me text her. Maybe I can get you guys in touch. Now, you have your life vests on? Yep. All right, then. Cast off! Listeners, listeners, this trip has already been a full success. We've located a huge pod of belugas. Um, we stopped a good distance away to respect their space and to make sure the boat won't scare them away. But belugas are such friendly whales that they often come right up and swim next to boats. Oh, it's hard to count how many whales are part of the pod. We keep seeing groups of three or four come to the surface and... A few times, I saw white shapes swim right underneath our boat. That was a little creepy, but so cool. Now, even though adult belugas are white in color, their babies are actually born dark gray. It can take up to eight years for the whale to turn white. I have to say, they're even cuter in person, which I didn't think was possible. Belugas have a special ability that other whales don't. You see, their neck is very flexible, so they can actually look up out of the water. And they've got a really thick blubber layer, up to five inches thick, to keep them warm. (laughs) These guys look like they're about, I want to say, 12 feet long. And beluga whales can grow up to 15 feet in length. And they can get pretty heavy, at up to 3,300 pounds. That's as much as a car. (gasps) Oh, look! There's another group coming right at us. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. One of them is clearly darker than the rest, and only about a third of the size of the other four. That must be a baby. Look how close it's swimming to this big white one. That must be its mom. Hold on. Let me grab my camera. I have got to get a picture of this. post that on the show notes page in the app so you can check it out. As I mentioned earlier, these waters are part of the Churchill River Estuary. An estuary is a body of water where the river meets the sea. That means the water here is a mixture of fresh and salty. Over the course of the summer, thousands of beluga whales swim into this area to feed, mate, and give birth. It's an exciting time, and I am so glad to be here. Also, One of the cool instruments this boat has on it is called a hydrophone. It's a tool that allows scientists and 
curious environmentalists like myself to hear what's going on underneath the water. That means beluga songs, clicks, and chirps. Let's take a listen and see if we can hear anything. how curious they are. They don't seem to be afraid of people at all. And they really do look like they're smiling. Well, Puss National Park, you scored some serious points today. All right, watch your step as you leave the boat, please. Right, um, thank you. I had a great time, by the way. Glad to hear it. Oh, before you go, um, did you happen to hear back from Nellie Perkins? Hear from me about what? 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 Uh, who, who are, are you? you? My name is Nellie, Nellie Perkins. Uh, and uh, what are you doing here? I'm one of the park rangers here. We're about to go on a coastal patrol to spot for stray polar bears. Every now and then we get a few bears who find their way into town, and we like to keep an eye on that. Uh, okay, okay, but, but how did you know I was going to be here? How did I know what? I'm sorry, who are you? Um, I'm Emma? Earth Ranger Emma? I'm Adelia's friend. Oh, now I understand. Okay, great. So, Adelia did tell you I was coming. Shh. Not so loud. As you know, our mutual friend likes to keep a low profile. Oh, no, right, 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 right. Anyway, this is for you. It's from Adelia. But don't open it. Oh, Wow, thank you. It's a beautiful beaded pouch, Earth Rangers. What's inside? I can't tell you. It's something Adelia left with me many, many years ago. She said that one day she'd call and let me know when it needed to move on. And now's the time. Do you know what's in here? Of course, but I'm not telling you. And you can't open it until you really need to. Uh, okay, so, but how will I know when I really need to? Oh, you'll know. But what if I really, really need to see what's in it right now, or I might die of curiosity? That doesn't count. It's more like if your journey has hit a snag, or if you're feeling really down and need cheering up, like that. Uh-huh. So, burning curiosity isn't a good enough reason. No. Okay, well, uh, thank you, Nellie. No problem. And hey, I'd love to stay and chat, but it looks like my boat is leaving. I gotta run. Right, right, well, um... I'm glad I ran into you. That was so lucky. A stroke of luck can change the course of destiny. Goodbye, Emma. Goodbye! Hmm. Oh, hey, listeners. My day at Wapus National Park has come to an end at last. As you know, Summer days are very, very long this close to the Arctic Circle. I mean, it's 10.45 p.m., and the last glow of the sunset has just disappeared over the tundra. Before I sign off, I do want to give you my top five insider tips for visiting this amazing park. So, here goes. Number five. Number four. Number three. Number two. Number one. Top 5 Countdown Number 1. 
bird watching. You can spot a ton of super unique birds up here, including snow geese, tundra swans, and even ptarmigans. Number two, the Wapusk Trail. Exploring the area can be dangerous and should be done in the presence of a guide, just in case you do stumble across a polar bear. But this trail offers a safe way to experience the park's unique beauty. Number three, taking in indigenous culture. Get a glimpse into the rich artistic expression of local indigenous communities. Number four, the Prince of Wales Fort. Although located outside the park boundaries, this historic fort is accessible by boat and totally worth a visit. And finally, number five, if you visit during the winter, the Northern Lights. During winter nights, you may get lucky enough to catch a glimpse of the captivating Aurora Borealis. <sighs> I have to say, the long trip up here was absolutely worth it. But where should I go next? Listeners, I think I need your help once again. Where do you think I should go next? Are there any national parks that you've always wanted to learn more about? Or have you been to a park that's so amazing you think I just have to see it? Let me know in the comments on the show notes page. Tomorrow morning, before I head out again, I am going to sign into my Earth Rangers app to read all through the comments before making a decision. Oh, I can't wait to see where I'm going to end up next. But until then, thanks for listening and keep on ranging! Earth Rangers! Hey, parents and teachers, have you heard about gzmclassroom.com? It's a website where teachers can get companion resources for everyone's favorite GZM shows. Six Minutes, Mars Patel, Podcast Title Pending, Seis Minutos, The Res, Becoming Mother Nature, Iowa Chapman and the Last Dog, Treasure Island 2020, The Hollow, Young Ben Franklin, and The Big Fib all have companion resources for additional critical thinking, listening comprehension, and ultimately creativity. We made them just for you. And oh yeah, they're free. Free! The people on Facebook didn't believe us, but they are F-R-E-E free. Head to gzmclassroom.com and get yours today. Hello, parents, homeschoolers, and teachers. Trusty narrator here from the Who Smarted podcast. Our 15-minute episodes are perfect for car rides, bedtime, break time, class time, or any time. We make learning science and history fun and funny for 7 to 11-year-olds with new episodes every week. Look for Who Smarted on any podcast platform or at whosmarted.com. And teachers get a free subscription to our ad-free version by clicking educators at whosmarted.com.